Hello, uh, welcome to the Maling Podcast where I endeavor to explore various perspectives on African mythology, history, philosophy, life in general and so much more. I'm your host Malieng and this is the first episode so please feel free to leave behind any constructive critique that you feel might help me on my podcasting journey. Uh, yeah, let's get to it. So today we'll be talking about a historical figure by the name of uh, Dr. John Garang de Mabior. Um, if the name does not ring any bells, do not worry. That is why we are pretty much here. So uh, John Garang de Mabior was a Sudanese politician and revolutionary leader who led the Sudan People's Liberation Army during the Second Sudanese Civil War and briefly served as the first vice president of Sudan following the signing of the power-sharing comprehensive peace agreement between the North and the Southern governments. Um, but he sadly died about three weeks later in a helicopter crash after a trip uh, to Uganda. So um, more details on that and why he was a major influence on the movement that led to the formation or the foundation of South Sudan. So before I get on to the main topic, I just wanted to briefly share that this is a topic that hits a bit too close to home because I was fortunate enough to experience the second or part of the second civil war. It wasn't at its peak, but part of it nonetheless. So I, I know enough to understand that this is a war that affected so many people in Sudan. And I just wanted to specifically talk about Dr. John Garang because without his efforts and those that fought by his side and those that fought before him, I don't think we as South Sudanese would know the peace that we know today. We so still John have Garang so many obstacles to born overcome, on the 23rd of June, 1945. I believe that we are uh, better off facing those obstacles um, on our feet in village in Twitch, East County in the Upper Nile region of Sudan. He was orphaned by the age of 10 and his relatives paid for his education in Wau and Rumbek. He volunteered to fight in the first Sudanese civil war but the leaders at the time encouraged him to continue pursuing his education instead because he was still quite young. Uh, because of the war, John Garang was forced to continue his high school or secondary education in Tanzania. After completing his secondary education, John Garang won a scholarship and he attended Grinnell College in Iowa, United States, where he earned a Bachelor of Arts degree in 1969. He was offered another scholarship to pursue graduate studies, but he turned it down and instead opted to return to Tanzania, where he studied East African Agricultural Economics at the University of uh, Dar es Salaam. While at the University of Dar es Salaam, Garang joined the University Students African Revolutionary Front it's also believed that Garang met Yoweri Museveni at the University of Dar es Salaam in the 1960s, but there isn't enough evidence to support this claim since they supposedly attended the university at different time frames. In 1970, Garang was in one of the batches of Gordon Mortat Mayan soldiers who was sent to Israel for military training. Gordon Mortat was the leader of the Anyanyai liberation movement at the time. 
The first Sudanese civil war ended with the Addis Ababa Agreement in 1972 and Garang was absorbed into the Sudanese military where he served for about 11 years. He rose from the rank of captain to colonel after taking the infantry officer's advanced course at Fort Benning, Georgia, United States. He later took a four-year academic leave and received a master's degree in agricultural economics from Iowa State University. In 1981, he earned a PhD in economics from Iowa State. By 1983, Colonel Garang was serving as a senior instructor in the military academy in Wadi Sayedna, that's about 21 kilometers from the center of Omdurman, where he instructed cadets for, for more than four years. Later, he was nominated to serve in the military research department at Army HQ in Khartoum. Garang coined the philosophy of Sudanism, which he hoped would be a guiding philosophy and principle to a secular and multi-ethnic New Sudan. He believed that for people of Sudan to live in peace, harmony and cohesion, they must not separate or divide themselves into the many existing ethnic factions present within the nation, but rather to collectively renounce that Arabness or Black Africanness or Islam or Christianity were to be the ultimate defining characteristics of Sudan. Instead, he willed that all citizens should embrace all cultures of Sudan and to unify under the one commonality they all share, being Sudanese. In 1983, Garang went to Bor under the pretense that he was going to placate about 500 southern government soldiers in Battalion 105 who were resisting rotation to posts in the north. Uh, he was already part of a conspiracy among some of the officers in the Southern Government Command arranging for defection of Battalion 105 to the anti-government rebels. When the Sudanese government attacked Bor on May 1983 and the battalion pulled out, Garang took a different path uh, to join the rebel stronghold in Ethiopia. By the end of July 1983, Garang had brought over 3,000 rebel soldiers under his control through the newly created Sudan People's Liberation Army, which was opposed to military rule and Islamic dominance in the country, and encouraged other army garrisons to mutiny against the Islamic law imposed on the country by the government. William Nguyen and Karbino Kwanyinbol were both founding members of the SPLA, that is the Sudan People's Liberation Army. The Second Sudanese Civil War resulted in more than one and a half million deaths over the period of 21 years of conflict. Garang did not focus on the religious aspects of the war, even though he was uh, predominantly Christian and the majority of Sudan or Southern Sudanese being non-Muslim. Garang was a strong advocate for national unity. He believed that minorities could replace the government of Omar al-Bashir with a government made up of representatives from all tribes, ethnicities and religions in Sudan. His first real effort occurred in July 1985 with the SPLA's incursion into Kordofan. The SPLA gained the backing of Libya, Uganda and Ethiopia. Garang and his army controlled a large chunk of the southern regions of the country named New Sudan. In 1991, Mengistu Hail Miriam's regime in Ethiopia was overthrown by the Khartoum-backed Ethiopian rebels known as Ethiopian People's Revolutionary Democratic Front.
that's a mouthful. Upon the rebel seizure of the government, they closed all SPLA training camps in Ethiopia and cut off the SPLA's arms supply, forcing the SPLA to return hundreds of thousands of Sudanese back to Sudan. This disrupted military operations and leadership within the SPLA. Shortly after, there was an attempted coup to oust Garang by senior SPLA commanders Riak Machar and Lama Kol in August 1991. The splinter group was called SPLA Nasser. The coup was unsuccessful, but it exposed the deeply rooted ethnic divides within the SPLA. The southern Sudanese community became even more divided than ever before in history. These organic divides among the southern Sudanese communities were further exacerbated by the deliberate divide and rule policies instituted by the regimes in Khartoum in order to maintain their power over the southern Sudanese people. SPLA Nasser accused Garang of ruling with force in a dictatorial reign of terror, but ethnic rivalry seemed to have a part. The Nasser faction was mainly composed of Nuer and Garang supporters were mainly Dinka. Months of fighting left thousands dead in early 1992. The SPLA Nasser wanted an independent South, whereas Garang wanted a unified or united Sudan. On 14th of September 1992, Bani, who was at the time the deputy SPLA and deputy chairman of SPLM, defected and he was replaced by Commander Salvakir. On January 9th, 2005, the SPLA and Sudanese government signed the Comprehensive Peace Agreement in Nairobi. Garang was sworn in that year on July 9th, 2005 as the first vice president, the second most powerful person in the country, following a ceremony in which he and President Omar al-Bashir signed a power-sharing constitution. Simultaneously, he became the premier in the southern part of Sudan. No Christian or southerner had ever held such a high government position. Commenting after this ceremony, Garang stated, I congratulate the Sudanese people. This is not my peace or the peace of Bashir. It is the peace of the Sudanese people. Beautiful words. Garang died in late July 2005 after the Ugandan presidential helicopter he was flying in crashed. He had been returning from a meeting in Rakitura with his longtime friend and ally, Yoweri Kiguta Museveni, president of Uganda. The helicopter had been missing for more than 24 hours when President Yoweri notified the Sudanese government, which in turn contacted the SPLA for information. It was discovered that the helicopter crashed on Friday and he had remained missing throughout Saturday. During this time, the government remained oblivious to the calamity that had befallen the first vice president. It was finally confirmed that Garang had died in a helicopter crash in a statement released by President Omar al-Bashir's office. Investigations concluded that the crash was caused by poor weather conditions. Garang, six of his colleagues and seven Ugandan crew members all lost their lives in the fatal accident. His body was flown to New Kush, a settlement near the scene of the crash where former rebel fighters and civilians gathered to pay their respects. Garang's body was laid to rest on 3rd of August 2005 in Juba. John Garang's legacy was a major cornerstone in South Sudan's struggle for independence. He was able to recognize from a young age that the odds were not in his favor.
and not definitely not in the favor of those who shared his skin color or his religious faith so he was motivated to do something about it which is why he volunteered from such a young age to fight in uh, in the civil war the first civil war but because he was young he was denied this request by the elders but this shows you the kind of person that he was he's not the kind that wanted to stand on the sidelines and do nothing while his people suffered garang was well traveled very educated and i might even add that he was a pacifist and only had to take up arms because he had to he just like many minority groups and especially from the southern part of sudan at the time were tired of the poverty the gross injustice and the inequality in the country i know you feel me when i'm sick. i try this and i'm here.